Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I am your host, Tony Serino, and this is your daily dose of all things Steelers. Today on the show, we are talking about the Antonio Brown situation, uh, the skipped meeting on Monday, the fallout from it. Mike Tomlin addressed it at both his press conference and yesterday in a quick media session. I'll play his comments from both the press conference and what he had to say yesterday at that media session. He also talked about at his press conference, you know, the team's social media usage as a whole and and some of the distractions that it is causing. I'll play that for you as well. He also talked about some football-related things at his press conference, so we'll talk about that. You know, the defensive scheme, how similar this loss was to Jacksonville, where he sees this team after two weeks, and uh, he also addressed the punter position where, look, the Steelers may have made the wrong choice in camp, keeping Jordan Berry over Matt Weil. We'll talk about that today as well. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Tony Serino. You can find more of this podcast by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, search Locked On Steelers, hit that subscribe button, and you will get your daily dose. You can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. Find us on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers. Uh, You can also find our new Instagram page on uh, Locked On Steelers on Instagram. We are everywhere in 2018. We'll start today with some news and notes. We'll start with the injury report. David DeCastro still has... Of course, he's got a broken hand. That's not going away anytime soon. I tried to practice, it sounds like, today. According to Jeremy Fowler, he left the practice field in pain today. Uh, so we'll see. His, his availability on Monday is likely likely he's going to be out for that game. We'll see B.J. Finney start in his place again. Uh, Tyson Alualu is still dealing with that shoulder injury. No official practice report yet, so not sure if Alualu was able to practice. We'll find out uh, tomorrow at Thursday's practice. Joe Hayden still dealing with that hamstring injury that forced him to miss the game against Kansas City, although according to Jeremy Fowler, he should be available on Monday night. Joe Hayden, such an important piece of that secondary. Again, you can kind of draw you can draw like a straight line between him going down last year and some of the defensive problems they had at the end of last season uh, as far as the communication in the secondary. So maybe Hayden going back into the secondary fixes some of what we saw against Kansas City. I mean, that's, that's the hope anyway. Uh, Marcus Gilbert, is dealing with a hamstring injury. This is, uh, according to Tomlin during the press conference, one of those injuries that was sustained during the game, but, you know, again, not noticeable during the game, kind of kind of flared up afterwards. We'll see if Gilbert practices this week and is available on Monday night. And then Ramon Foster has a knee injury. Not sure if it's the same knee that he injured during training camp, uh, but again, we'll see how he's able to practice throughout the week. The Steelers could potentially be down, I mean, worst case scenario, they could be down three offensive linemen this week. Uh, you would see... Uh, Chooks playing in Marcus Gilbert's spot at right tackle, and then likely Finney and Filer both playing guard. Uh, not a great situation for the Steelers right now on the offensive line, although, you know, hopefully Gilbert and Foster, or one of those two at least, can play, and then the Steelers, from an offensive line perspective, would be a little more stable. But three offensive linemen with injuries right now, not not great for the Steelers. We'll see Again, we'll see how they practice throughout the week. A couple, couple former Steelers getting tryouts this week, Landry Jones and Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell uh, trying out for the Cincinnati Bengals and Landry Jones working out for both the Dallas Cowboys and Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, no word yet on, on the, if these guys are going to get signed by any of those teams, but you know they're getting looks throughout the NFL. Mitchell, of course, you know kind of in that logjam at safety where it's taken a while for even some of the top safeties to find homes. So Mitchell kind of being in that second tier probably going to take him a while. Landry Jones, look, I'll be honest. I know I was I was a proponent of keeping Landry Jones, but as I said, it was mostly because of his you know the, the fact that he was a veteran. He had been around this system for so long. Again, not not the greatest quarterback, right? Not the best backup quarterback, 
So to see him getting worked out, is it surprising to me? I mean, yes, I think it speaks to the overall quality of the quarterback position in the NFL as a whole, right? I mean, you know, there is there are kind of the haves and have-nots, although, you know, with some of the young quarterbacks entering into the league, it seems like we are starting to filling up, we're starting to fill up with at least enough starter-capable quarterbacks throughout the NFL, but uh, good to see Landry Jones getting some shots, at least trying out with the Dallas Cowboys and Jacksonville Jaguars. And speaking of tryouts, the Steelers worked out two punters and a long snapper, punter Jeff Locke and Justin Vogel, both working out for the Steelers, uh, and then Nick Meadows, a long snapper, working out. Interesting to see a long snapper working out. Uh, I guess, you know, Meadows, pro- Meadows probably just part of this tryout with the two punters, but uh, the, the two punters being brought in, Locke and Vogel, haven't been signed yet, but again, this, Tom, as you'll hear later in this podcast, Tomlin not thrilled with where the Steelers are right now at the punter position, so I would not be surprised to see the Steelers make a move in some capacity, whether it's Jeff Locke or Justin Vogel, you know, really is going to depend on how they did at their tryout, but I would not be surprised to see the Steelers make some move for a punter at some point this week, or if Barry has another poor performance against Tampa Bay, uh, definitely next week. And then, meanwhile, in Minnesota, Matt Weil, the punter who was Jordan Barry's biggest competition throughout camp, has been rated as one of the best punters through two weeks by Pro Football Focus. So the Steelers making a miscalculation there in keeping Jordan Barry over Matt Weil. Now, I understand why they did, right? Because I said this at the time. You know, Barry was probably, Barry probably had a an inferior preseason and training camp to Matt Weil, but not by enough to make the actual change. Again, Barry's been good for this team for a couple years, known quantity in Pittsburgh. Uh, and, and while Matt Weil had a good preseason, he had just not enough there to want to make that change. And, and I think the Steelers made the same calculation, but boy, was it, boy, was it, it was it wrong. Uh, Jordan Berry has really struggled through two weeks. And so, you know, like I said, whether it's Locke or Vogel, one of these tryouts or another punter, if, if Jordan Berry lasts the week and, and gets into Monday night and is still the punter, if he has a bad performance again, I mean, he's gone next week. There's no doubt about it. It's just a question of what punter the Steelers will pick up. So, uh, the Steelers definitely making a miscalculation and keeping Barry over while. Before we get to the Mike Tomlin press conference, let me tell you about our sponsor for today's show, My Bookie. You know, just as important as who you're betting on is who you're betting with, and that's why this season, My Bookie is your best bet. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is very easy to use. I've been using them every week for my three-team teasers. I love these three-team teasers. I got for you guys, again, my three-team tease of the week. Again, three-team teaser is a bet where you you parlay three teams where you can move the points, six points in your favor. So take the spread, move it six points, uh, and again, that that is your three-team teaser. My three-team teaser of the week, Eagles minus half a point against the Indianapolis Colts this game in Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is back. Love Philadelphia in that game. Love the Kansas City Chiefs minus one point. In San Francisco, I think that's going to be an easy win for Kansas City, a home game. I don't trust the 49ers at all. Easy win for Kansas City. And then the lock of the week is Patriots minus one against the Detroit Lions. Again, Belichick always beats his his former uh, assistants. So this one, again, I don't trust the Lions whatsoever. Yes, I know the, the Patriots got it taken to them by the Jaguars a week ago, but the Jags defense matches up very well with the New England Patriots. Uh, the, the, the Patriots should beat the Lions easily. And again, all they have to do in this bet is is win the game. So again, Patriots minus one, Chiefs minus one, Eagles minus half a point, my three-team tease of the week. If you want to join my bookie, head on over uh, to my bookie. Use the promo code Locked On. They're going to they're gonna match your deposit dollar for dollar. My bookie's also been slammed with new betters. And so to give everyone the, serv- the best service possible, if you're willing to, to wait 
to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they're going to give you an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. So visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Use the promo code Locked On when creating your account to claim up to $1,000. But if you're willing to wait until after 7 p.m., you can get an additional $25 of free play by using the promo code LOCKEDON25. Just add 25 to the end of that promo code. LOCKEDON25. You're going to get that extra $25. You play, you win, you get paid. And then let's talk about the Mike Tomlin press conference. You know, a lot of people in the Steeler media were building this one up and saying, you know, this is this is the most important Mike Tomlin press conference of his career and all that. I get where some of that is coming from, right? Because as I've said, it does feel like Mike Tomlin is at a bit of a crossroads in his career. I mean, this team is certainly at a crossroads right now, both for on-the-field issues, but really it's because, you know, the on-the-field issues are kind of butting heads with the off-the-field issues in a way that, you know, we've, we haven't seen in the Mike Tomlin era. Uh, you know, the, the Steelers have been a very successful team and have been able to, you know, get through these kind of off-the-field issues. It, it feels like this team may, may not be so lucky, and so... I get where some of that was coming from. And look, people are trying to downplay the A-B thing and say, look, you know, the, the dust up on the sideline, no big deal, right? That happens all the time. Brady does it. You know, Peyton Manning used to do it, all that stuff. Okay, I get that, right? I mean, that, that is true. The dust up on the sideline, probably the 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 the, uh, the most minor of offenses there from Antonio Brown, right? Again, that stuff does happen all the time. But then you got the tweet, right? And I get the tweet's not an official trade request, but, uh, you know, again, you why? Why is he tweeting that? I don't know. But I, I get it. It's out of frustration, that kind of thing. Then not showing up to the Monday meeting. Look, I get that his agent put out a nice response to it. But, you know, no showing to work. Uh, you know, that that is, again, it is the accumulation of those things. And, and, and again, all of the erratic behavior we've seen from Antonio throughout this offseason. I mean, the tweets about Ed Bouchette, the tweets about Jesse Washington. Um, you know, again, this kind of off-the-field thing. It has been accumulating not just for Antonio Brown, but for this team and why it has led to this point where people are saying this is the most important Mike Tomlin press conference. Because again, we are not talking about the Antonio Brown thing in a vacuum. This was the first time any player, any coach, anyone on this team had had gotten, you know, had had missed a, a meeting or, uh, you know, had a social media outburst, then fine. You know, we would deal with it in that way. But that is not the case, right? This, this is a team that has become known for its, off-the-field dysfunction, and whether it was last year with the Martavis tweets, whether it was, uh, you know, Le'Veon missing practice before the playoff game, A.B. throwing the water cooler, right? I mean, you know, again, the the whole National Anthem thing, all of this kind of adds up to this narrative that Mike Tomlin has a dysfunctional organization, and again, your best player, your star player missing a meeting on Monday, after all of this accumulates, after a huge loss where your defense looks no better than where you left it in January, I get where you know where, where people were saying this is an important this is this this was definitely an important uh, press conference for Mike Tomlin to got to kind of right the ship here from an off the field perspective so that this can, this team can go back to worrying about uh, everything on the field because as I've said they have they have plenty plenty to worry about on the field. So let's start with what Mike Tomlin had to say about Antonio Brown. And he was first asked, was Antonio at Monday's meetings? He was not. No, I'm looking forward to visiting with him today and discussing that and some other things. I'm not going to get into the details of why he wasn't here or what he, whether he was excused and all of those things. Um, I just assume leave those things in-house. Um, I understand sometimes you got some negativity. You know, we lost a football game. 
Uh, there were some negative exchanges on the sideline. There's frustration associated with not playing well and not winning. Um, I understand all that. There's opportunities for us to respond to it, particularly the early portions of the year, uh, to utilize negative experiences and things that occur to educate our team uh, at this point in the journey so that it becomes a non-factor as we move forward. Um, that's generally the approach that we take in non-football-related things, such as social media, decorum, and et cetera. Uh, so hopefully that'll be the last time I'll be discussing things such as that in this setting. So his kind of non-answer there about whether or not Antonio was was excused from Monday's meeting was kind of silly, right? You know, if he was excused, you would just say he was excused by saying you're not going to say. Said, let's us all know he was not excused from that meeting, right? Uh, and, and that's not the interesting part. The interesting part to me is the end there when he talks about all this stuff we've been dealing with in social media and how this should be the last time we talk about it. You have to wonder if Mike Tomlin is changing his stance on social media because, again, you know, he, this has been a guy who, who all season and every time he's been asked about it has said the same thing, which is, I don't get in all that social media stuff. Don't ask me about it. I don't care about it. I don't read it. All of that. Again, with, with this continuing to creep up, and when, again, we've we've talked a lot extensively about the Steelers' social media usage over the past two seasons. You have to wonder if Mike Tomlin is changing his stance in that way. He was asked about the fact that he had to, to suspend Martavis Bryant a year ago and whether or not uh, the, the A-B tweets kind of rose to that level. One time where social media decorum got in the way of football where you had to suspend Martavis for something that had to do with Yeah, but that was very different. That was player among player. That's player relations. I'm not getting into what happens in that gray atmosphere out there among people where there's very little accountability and things of that nature. I'm just, you know, that's just not my bag. Where I was going is, would it behoove you guys, like you see you want to do on an individual basis with Antonio, but would it behoove you or the team to have a more ironclad policy about it? You know, I, I, I'll, I'll let you make those judgments. Again, I've, I've expressed my position, what I intend to do, uh, our approach to it. Um, I've been pretty clear about it with you guys, I think. Uh, right. But unfortunately, I've been given several opportunities to be. And uh, so we'll address it and we'll move on from it. Tomlin was also asked about AB's tweet in particular, the trade me and let's find out reply uh, to a former Steelers employee. Remember, Tomlin doesn't usually address these things head on, right? I don't want to talk about social media. Don't ask me about that stuff has been his response. Here's how he responded to AB's tweet. You know, again, like I said last week, um, I'm not going to openly talk about a lot of things that occur in social media. You could be chasing that always. I will say this, um, it's important um, that that we understand our position, uh, the light that shined on us and the responsibility that it comes with it. Uh, there's been a couple of instances now uh, where you've asked me about Antonio regarding some social media-like things. I'll address that and address that very directly with him, but I'll leave that between he and I. I'm not going to utilize this form, form to address such things. I just don't believe it's appropriate. I, I think that this form is a very professional one. Uh, we got a lot of football things to talk about, you know, performance, personnel, opportunities, challenges that the game of football presents. I always want to take that road when I'm standing in front of this podium representing this league. Um, that's just how I choose to, to approach it. I'm glad to see Tomlin is, is now 180-ing his stance on social media from a every week it's just kind of don't ask me about that stuff to instead now addressing it head on and saying, look, we have to understand as a team the spotlight that is on us uh, and, and everything we say on social media, everything we say publicly is going to get blown up and blown out of proportion in a lot of ways. That is what has led to the kind of team turmoil stuff that we've heard about. Everything the Steelers said about Le'Veon Bell was taken out of context and made to sound like that this team was was jealous of his contract or 
or uh, you know, or, or trashing him because of his holdout because or because of his contract and not because of the fact that he lied during his holdout, right? You know, again, I'm glad to see that Tomlin is at least addressing this in a different way, and I hope that he is doing the same to the team and not just the media by telling them, you know, the the most important thing this team can do right now is shut up, shut up publicly and focus on football, and I, hopefully that is the message he is relaying to the team itself. He also talked yesterday at a short media briefing uh, where he talked about the conversation that he and Antonio Brown had and whether there would be any discipline. Here's what he had to say. Good work day today, good practice. I told you guys I'd have a statement regarding a few of your questions regarding Antonio. He and I met yesterday uh, for an extended period of time. Uh, I'll lead the nature of that conversation between us. Uh, there was discipline involved for his missed meeting um, for Monday. Uh, some of the other things we talked about extensively, he'll, he'll speak for himself in some of those things. Uh, really, our focus is preparing to win this game on Monday night. And uh, But I did want to give you guys an update. I promise you I'll give you that. So there it is. Thank you. So while Tomlin didn't say what the punishment was, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, AB will play on Monday night. And according to players, he is in the game plan, so he will likely play all four quarters. This won't be like a one-quarter suspension or anything like that. Likely, it's just going to be a monetary fine and they'll move on from it. I know in the eyes of a lot of Steeler fans and certainly outside of the Steeler Nation, this is going to be viewed as weak by Tomlin and that, you know, again, this is he's, he's letting A.B. off easy with this and team turmoil again, right? This He's lost control, that sort of thing. Look, this was a lose-lose no matter what, right? Because if he comes down really harsh, let's say he suspends Antonio Brown for this game on Monday night and then they lose that game, and now they're 0-2-1. I mean, it's going to be said the same thing. Oh, Tomlin had to suspend A.B., and that's why they lost, and now his team is 0-2-1, right? He's lost complete troll. I mean, the narrative, you can just draw the narrative however you want. If he doesn't suspend him, he's too weak on, on the suspension. If he does, oh, my God, he had to suspend him, and he's lost control of his team, and now his team can't win, right? So, I mean, look, yeah, Tomlin was never going to win as far as what the discipline was going to be, and, and I, I don't really care about that. What I hope that Tomlin has said, not just to Antonio Brown, but to the rest of this this team, is stop shooting yourself in the foot publicly with this stuff. Shut up publicly. Everything this Steelers does, all of its, all of this, uh, the, the team turmoil stuff is self-inflicted on this football team. And whether it's you know whether it's Ben Roethlisberger during the offseason with Mason Rudolph, whether it's Antonio Brown this week, whether it's them going public with their dissatisfaction with Le'Veon's holdout, right? I, and again, I agreed with what they were saying with Le'Veon, but again. Why do we? Why, why does everyone in this team always feel the need to go public with everything? Martavis last year with his trade request, Le'Veon missing practice for the playoff game. These are all self-inflicted wounds by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you know, look, I know people hate comparing everything to the Patriots, but I'll compare this to the Brady Belichick thing with that with the, the trainer Alex Guerrero, Brady's Brady's trainer that Belichick reportedly hates. Right? I mean, a ton has been written and said about that. And so, where there's smoke, there's probably fire. But that's never gone public from anyone in that organization. Not Brady, not Belichick, not anyone on that team talking about that publicly. The closest we got was Brady pleading the fifth during an interview when he was asked in the you know if he was appreciated in the Patriots organization. The best thing this team can do right now, the Pittsburgh Steelers, is is to take the Patriots approach there. Just shut up about it. If there is a problem between Guerrero and Brady and Belichick, leave it in house. Right? It doesn't need to spill out publicly. And if you're pissed off at Le'Veon Bell, again, leave it leave it publicly. If Antonio Brown is pissed off, why is he skipping meetings, right? Why is he going up public on Twitter with trade me and let's find out? Again, why is why is Bud Dupree DMing uh, fans of the team about where he was during the game, right? Shut up. 
focus on the game of football and, and eliminate all these distractions because they're all coming from inside the organization. These are all self-inflicted wounds on the Pittsburgh system. So that's where, really, that's where I hope, that's where I hope Tomlin's message was to the team. And I, I, I'm less worried about what the actual, you know, uh, discipline was for Antonio Brown, whether it's a fine or, you know, he's going to not start the game, right? I don't care about that. I care about this team going forward, eliminating these sort of self-inflicted wounds. That should have been the, the attitude going into the season. Hopefully, Tomlin can instill that in them now so this team can focus on football for the rest of the season. Before we continue, I want to tell you guys about Swap.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes? Wouldn't it be great if there was a place to discover awesome discounts on gently used clothes? Well, there is. It's Swap.com, the world's largest online consignment and thrift store. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. You can easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com with their easy-to-use filters to find just what you need. With Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off retail price on your favorite brands like Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. They have quality, hand-inspected items that are added daily, and if something doesn't fit, you'll have hassle-free returns within 30 days. We have a special offer for listeners of Locked On Steelers. Get 35% off select items for your first order with promo code Locked On. Also, check out their homepage for new deals every day. So again, visit Swap.com and use the promo code Locked On at checkout. Now, if we could switch over to the on-the-field football for a second, Tomlin did have a lot to say about this team on the field as well. He was asked about if it was frustrating going from that game against Jacksonville, spending nine months in the offseason trying to fix it, having a performance like Kansas City. Uh, here's what he had to say. It had been less frustrating had we won, you know, and, and so I don't want to miss that point. Uh, we step in the stadiums to win games. Um, you know, we turned the ball over six times in Cleveland, but had we won, uh, it have stung less. Uh, we gave up six touchdown passes on Sunday. Had we won, it would have stung, but it would have stung less. Um, our business is winning, so we, we focus our efforts there. And if there's frustrating, frustration is centered around the pursuit of victory. I know those comments are going to be a little frustrating to, to traditional Steeler fans who want to see this Steeler team not just win, but play Steeler football. And, I, and by that, I mean dominating defense. We haven't seen this team play Steeler defense in quite some time. Uh, look, the win at any cost, throw style points out the window, that has been a Tomlin mantra really going all the way back to when he took over this team back in 2007, and it was it was definitely kind of a catchphrase of that 2008 uh, Super Bowl winning team. So this is this has been Tomlin's kind of go-to, right, is that we are we are about winning first and then, you know, kind of playing a different a, a certain style second. Uh, you know, when Willie Parker famously, you know, went out, went out and said this team's not running the ball enough, and Tomlin said, I don't walk past six... Uh, rushing titles, I walk past six Lombardi trophies. Um, so, look, I know that I know it's going to be frustrating. Now, Tomlin was again asked about the, you know, okay, so the, now now that you've given up this many points, or you, you've given up uh, this many points to Jacksonville and Kansas City now in kind of your last three, two of your last three meaningful games, are you thinking about the defensive scheme or anything like that, big picture, to try and fix it? You know, I'm not ready to paint with a broad brush. You know, really, I'm focused on this group this year. I acknowledge that that's been an issue in the past. It was an issue last week. I'm really focused on what's going on in terms of the work that we've put in as a staff, in terms of acknowledging and responding to that, coupled with the uh, the personnel that we have now. Um, last week can't be a represent, representation of us in that regard. Hopefully it's not. Uh, we look forward to working this week to to prove that. I know that we're faced with a formidable challenge, 
uh, in the form of Fitz and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that's going to allow us to maybe bear that out. Tomlin uses that phrase, I don't want to paint with a broad brush like a thousand times during this press conference. That was his theme throughout, right? I don't want to paint with a broad brush. We're only two weeks in. But the problem is, you know, we all we are all painting with a broad brush because it's so easy to do so, right? What happened against Kansas City is so reminiscent of where this team left off. And what's disappointing is all offseason, we heard about how this team was going to be changing things up both schematically and with personnel bringing in guys like Morgan Burnett, Terrell Edmonds, John Bostic to shore up uh, some of the problems this team had at the end of last season. And we're two weeks in and, and there's nothing to show for it. And look, I get that Tomlin doesn't want to address that publicly, but privately he's got to know that this, this defense is heading in the wrong direction and there are big issues here. And again, I don't know that they can be solved uh, you know, mid-season. Uh, so we'll see where this thing goes. But it's, <laughs> this team is not in a good place right now, uh, especially defensively. He also talked about the communication on in the defense and whether or not that was a big issue throughout the game. It was some technical. It was some communication. Um, it was popcorn, to be quite honest, which is really what I described early. Um, it was not one particular guy. It was not one particular scheme or concept. Really, it, it occurred in a variety of ways and a variety of circumstance, which is obviously not acceptable. We're going to talk about this more on tomorrow's film breakdown, but boy, I mean, he is absolutely right in that it wasn't just miscommunication that was a problem against Kansas City. They beat us every way they could schematically. They beat us one-on-one, guys just not playing well, guys getting exposed in matchups. Uh, you know, this was a this was a really poor performance from the defense, and we'll go over that more tomorrow. But as Tomlin said, you know, it's 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 worse because it wasn't just miscommunication, right? This was more than that. This was this was this defense personnel-wise, schematically, uh, communication, tackling, everything went wrong on Sunday. We're going to talk about that tomorrow, and then finally today, I want to talk about I want I want to play for you the comments that Mike Tomlin made about Jordan Berry and the punter situation. Uh, Jordan Berry, as we talked about to start this podcast, uh, not in the good graces of Mike Tomlin. Mike, are you comfortable with Jordan Berry as your punter? Do you, I'm not comfortable with, with results I've seen thus far. Um, it's got to be better. Um, I thought field position was significant uh, in terms of how that game unfolded. Um, net punting. Um, they did an awesome job, and we got to do better. Punting out of bounds on purpose at any point in that game? Yeah, we were trying to minimize their return man's impact on the game for sure, but even with some of that directional stuff, I thought we could have been better. Um, it's reasonable to expect us to be better. Are you working anybody out this week? We may. The Steelers haven't signed a replacement just yet, uh, so it you know this being, what, Wednesday night that I'm recording this, uh, Jordan Berry likely to be the punter on Monday night, uh, but if he is... It is probably him punting for his job in Pittsburgh, right? I mean, this team, and you heard Tomlin there, they, I think they are very close to being done with Barry and, and ready to move on at punter. So we'll see how that plays out on Monday as well. That'll do it for me today. Thank you all for listening. If you want to leave feedback, SteelerCountry at gmail.com is the email address. You can follow me on Twitter at SteelerCountry, and I'll be back tomorrow for my film breakdown of Chief Steelers right here on Locked on Steelers.